Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, Strategic Painting Army uh, Previews. This is Smorganite speaking and this week I'm going to be taking you through the Solar Linesman, which is our Imperial Guard army. Um, the reason I've chosen to talk to you about this army this week is because uh, Croydon and I are actually working on um, another contingent of an Astra Militarum army um, and I thought it would be quite good to sort of continue the the interest and the hype on the Astra Militarum and where I can see this army going in the future. So um, we'll kick things off with reading the short paragraph on the Solar Linesman webpage. So here we go. The Solar Linesman. The bread and butter of the Imperium front lines are the brave individuals who place themselves at the front of any conflict. To each linesman, their belief that dying in service of the master of mankind is surely the most noble and honourable death they can offer, and to die for him with all the courage and resolve that they can muster. With the commissars of the solar linesmen watching over their platoons, none shall fail in courage and desert the cause, unless they be faced with a las pistol shot without a second's hesitation. So, yeah, when I started the solar linesmen, it was originally more of a, um, a laugh, really. It was I'd, I'd been challenged by somebody. I think it was Minion. I can't remember exactly who. I'd been challenged by Minion or someone to paint a army pink. Now, the reason that um, I'd been told that pink would be a fun army to do was because I'd sort of mentioned that I hadn't really seen many pink armies in my gaming groups and there weren't any Empress Children players, so that's sort of you know you're not going to get a space marine legio that's pink and there weren't really any other harlequin players or anything like that so I, i'd said i'd not seen any pink armies and i didn't know if there was a reason for it or if it was taboo and we'd sort of been joking minion and i that i should paint up um a warlord pink because it was before i'd got my first warlord and i'd sort of thought well maybe i should maybe i should look at an army that could be pink and I, I went away and looked to the Empress children and for me they didn't really they didn't seem something I'd be interested in for Warhammer 40,000 so I sort of said no I'm not particularly too bothered about a pink army um, but I would love to try painting something in pink and I originally started with an Imperial Knight and that's where the first model came from that I painted pink I actually painted two Freeblade Knights um, and it was one that or the pair of them were actually done so that they were quite heavily battle damaged I'd done them so that they were in a snowscape because I just painted some of my Tau and I quite enjoyed the fact that I'd got um, the uh, like uh, opposing force with the same bases so I knew that Minion had some guard um, and I knew that he was wanting to play games with his guard so it sort of worked that if he were to borrow my models he and I would have the same base scheme and that was the plan and with the Imperial Knights when the first couple were done and I'd done like the battle damage and the transfers and done everything that needed to be done for a model to be complete I actually looked at it and went you know the Screamer Pink variant of Pink isn't actually that bad it's something that 
I would actually like to see a little bit more of and I, I wanted to know where this rabbit hole was going to lead and what models I would end up with my um, Imperial Guard and what, what would the Imperial Guard look like if I did them with with the, the pink. So I started working and sort of I was adding to the collection quite regularly, sort of sort of boxes of troops and adding in tanks and the like um, command command squads and heavy weapon squads and things like that. So it was sort of more of an infantry platoon than a tank company. And that was something that I was enjoying. I was enjoying painting the pink. It was, you know, Screamer Pink Base, Norn Oil Wash, um, then Screamer Pink to layer it back up, thin down, and Pink Horror Highlight. It was, it was semi-easy to do and quite enjoyable at the same time. And the effect that it brought out was actually quite nice that each of the, the sort of Cadians had this sort of rugged, dark, pink, nearly red or dark, yeah, maroony sort of colour vibe. And I quite enjoyed the fact that I was building up a pink army and I was the only one in my friendship group to do so because we had we had Minion with his, his guard that were unpainted but with Mechanicum that he was looking at doing a bone colour. I had um, somebody else that was doing Tyranids, Alpha Legion, so it was quite nice to have like a, a pink army on the tabletop. And when it came to painting characters like um, Creed and Yarrick and stuff, I thought, you know what, I'm going to bite the bullet here, and I'm going to paint them in in my my colours as opposed to painting them the colours that they would be in the uh, law. So I decided that actually the pink would be a universal thing for characters or for um, infantrymen alike. And I quite enjoyed the fact that I'd taken on this challenge and actually made it so that I'd got a force that was pink. And I've put it up on the website. I've I've put it on the Instagram page. I've got, you know, Master of Ordinances. I've got the characters. I've got uh, Militarum Tempestus models as uh, sort of veterans or you know um, commanders in the squads or sergeants in the squads and things and the thing that drew me to it was the fact that I started building up quite a nice force of pink models I then set my sights on a model that I absolutely love I know a lot of people don't and it's it's um it's a bridge in the hobby between people that like it or people that don't it's definitely a Marmite model and that model is the Torox or the Taurox um however you pronounce it the Torox um, is how I pronounce it and I absolutely love the model I love the sort of four track model with you know, a, a gun on top or missile pods on top and I just thought it looked so cool that it's like an off-road vehicle they thought you know what wheels nah let's get some let's get some tracks on there so I got um, a track uh, model one of one of them built it up and I painted it pink and I absolutely loved it I really enjoyed the process of building it up and painting it and I did the internals of it as well so the two uh, the pilot and the gunsman and I, I painted it up and did sort of OSL on the lights inside and I thought you know what I could do with a couple more of these and Jarl was sort of saying to me well if you wanted to build it up why don't you sort of add more tanks in and I thought well I don't really want to add tanks at the moment it was something that he'd got a tank company um, and I knew that he'd got a lot of tanks in his collection because I played against them but I decided that actually it would it would be more beneficial for me and interesting for me to keep with just Toroxes so I kept with Toroxes for a very long time 
um, until Minion decided to sell his tanks um, and guard. I didn't actually have any um, tanks at all, really, other than the Torox. So it was quite nice that I'd got these, you know, four four track buggies to take my troops around and you know play with driving sort of down the streets and stuff of my imperial city board so that was fun and then 8th edition came out and with 8th edition with the fact that at the beginning it was all indexes there was no codexes and stuff it was all sort of if it's in an index you can take it kind of thing i looked at the ogrins and bullgrins and i thought you know what i've i like those models they seem fun um, sort of, you know, I was playing Age of Sigmar a lot at the time and I was playing sort of ogres and orcs and the destruction army and the yeah, ogrins and bulgrins sort of reminded me of obviously very, well they're very similar to the the uh, ogres in Age of Sigmar so I thought, you know what, I'm going to make a force of just ogrins and bulgrins now and that's what I did, I, I bought, I think it was 15 at first and then it went up to 45 I bought 15 Ogrin models. I did them with slab shields, grenade launchers, the uh, ripper guns and knives. And I made a my own Nork Deadog model. I uh, I think that's his uh, his name, the the character um, Bulgrin. I made one of him um, on Logan Grimnar's sleigh with the wolves pulling it as a sort of a bit more of a they're the dogs um, that he's got. He's got like husky dogs or he's got his own sort of work dogs. Um, and I did Fenrisian wolves as all of their pets and I sort of I mixed together these two armies just to make something a bit cooler a bit more narrative driven that the Bulgrins had pets and they were these huge wolves that you know stand as tall as a normal man sort of six foot tall and to them they're still dog shaped or dog sized they're sort of half waist height kind of thing and yeah I really enjoyed building up and the freedom that 8th edition gave me to build up this army of, of you know Bulgrins and wolves and in the grand scheme of things I didn't realise this at the time but it was actually leading me to fleshing out the um, Imperial Guard army that I'd put together so I'd got by this point I'd got the two knights four Toroxes all the Bulgrins I think I'd got around 20 guardsmen and as it was growing my interest for other things also was growing and I spoke with uh, Minion and said to him well, what is it in your army that you're not wanting is there anything you're wanting to sell and me and him came to a, an agreement of me buying his imperial guard and he would use that money towards some mechanicum and you know it was quite nice that we were we were off and away with adding in some more bits for the guard and that meant that I got a lot more troops that were already built um, so it saved me time building them because Cadians yeah they're great um, great models in the sense that they are just linesmen and they are cannon fodder so they're going to die um, there's still obviously a good amount of detail on them but they're not um, super complex, complex to build and they are quite sort of repetitive and perhaps tedious if you're building hundreds so it was quite nice that they were already built for me so I was then adding in sort of the Psyker models um, for guardsmen, I was adding in the Navigator and some of the Inquisitors and just adding in models just to make it so it was a bit more of a law friendly army like I added in Eisenhorn when that new sculpt came out and I sort of I put a picture on the website of the guard army that it ended up as and I think there was something like 63 conscripts or guardsmen that I'd, uh, I'd actually painted up, all of them with eyes and pupils and you know I even dotted each of their eyes which 
it meant that that army to me was being looked after and it was complete more than just you know um just giving it a go for for why not sake and at this point i'd sort of decided i was going to rebase the knights to make them so that they were a bit more friendly to any board type so i painted the board the bases so that they were like a uh, an astro granity gray kind of they can fit anything um aesthetic i'd then also done the city bases for the actual guardsmen themselves um the actual uh, games workshop city bases that you can you can buy in packs um just so that the scenery was it would it blend in better with the scenery and i'd added in a hellhound and something like that just so that i'd got uh, a little bit of tank co uh, cover i'd got some chimeras from from minion but at the same time it just meant that i could um have you know some anti-infantry in the sense of a flamer uh, a chem cannon <laughs> um, and i also added in a crassius because i needed obviously the the space inside to be able to transport all these these conscripts so the army then stayed like that for a very long time and it was something that i was proud of you know i got a pink army i painted it all up and it looked quite good all together so i'd actually kept that and that's what i'm doing i'm keeping that army as it is i'm not going to repaint it i'm not going to I'm, I'm going to take a couple of the tanks out um, of it so i've taken the chimeras and the crassius out for this new army because i'm going to do the imperial guard again sort of like a five seven years later kind of project and I'm doing it more based around a tank company. So originally the tank company was called Rolling Thunder. The reason I'd chosen the name Rolling Thunder was because I'd painted them all black and I was going to paint them black. So I wanted sort of stealth tanks and at the time I sort of gave up after painting one or two because it was like there's not much that I can do with a black army. You know, you can edge highlight it and battle damage, but it's that's pretty much it. And I thought, you know what, that's not fun i want a guard army that's you know got camouflage stripes and patterns to make it so it's a bit more unique and we can have a bit of fun and i approached croydon with this idea that we could do it together we could sort of paint the camouflage and do the work together and you know have something that we're both proud of and that's what we're we're working on at the moment we're working on re repainting um the, the tank company that i've got um so that then it can be put up on on the website and on strategic paintings instagram and i've taken the crassius from um the solar linesman so the first um guard army i've taken that crassius and the chimeras but pretty much everything else in the pictures is going to stay as the the pink uh, army just so that then i've got that army ready with all those conscripts and with this new sprue coming out for cadians so that you can add a bit more of a variety i'm actually going to be sort of getting a few of them i said to croydon that we'd cap it at uh, uh, 30 um infantrymen just so that we've got three units of 10 just something you know it's a platoon that way we can have three units and keep it quite small um uh, infantryman wise but have more tanks so that's what we're going to do um that will be i'll do an update and a post on on that and a podcast on what we decide we're going to put in the army and why we chose what tanks and if we add any bane blades or shadow swords or you know any of the other sort of super heavy tanks i can put that in there as well but but for now yeah that's pretty much uh, a little breakdown of the solar linesman where it came from what the plan was for it and where it's sort of headed it's it's sort of at its completion level now so yeah well if you uh, if you made it this far thank you very much for listening and take care